Welcome to Season 2 of Offscript with Sam Monk, Senior Leader of Equippers Church. Over the next few weeks, we'll be going off-script with Sam and other leaders from his network across the globe. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome to Offscript. I'm Sam Monk, and we're talking about leadership lessons, what's worked, what hasn't, and everything in between. I'm joined here with Mark Collard. He's the leader of our church in the UK, and he's been uh, part of Equippers uh, for... Uh, coming up, uh, 19 years on team, on staff, and 21 years in equipers. So yeah, he doesn't look that old, but uh, he does have four children. The <laughs> ages of your children are? Uh, Caleb's just turned 16, uh, Josh is 14, Elsie is 12, and Ruby is 10. And so, yeah, I'm really f- thankful for both Mark and Monica and the family, how they serve God, and what they're doing here in the UK and the influence is, you know, is amazing. And so I thought it would be great to just uh, for him to unpack his leadership journey. Yeah. And uh, we always love hearing from the lessons that people have learned. Because <laughs> they're normally painful, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Sam Chan wrote a book, Leadership Pain, <laughs> and let's face it, uh, some Sometimes there is pain. Oh, man. More <laughs> than I would like. Uh, more than you would like. <laughs> uh, but pain, that pain has produced something. Yeah, it's, so, produ- it's produced something. Good. Uh, so, you know, we just want to open that up because we want to help um, others who are listening, people yeah. who are listening out there so that we can learn. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think you can avoid pain. No, no. Uh, you avoid pain. I often say you pick your pain. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You pick your pain. You either stay. You have the pain of staying the same, or you have the pain of changing. Yeah, you the, choose. You you choose. There's, Absolutely. There's pain either way. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's so, that sucks, doesn't it? But it is what it is. <laughs> it's, it's the reality. And uh, yeah, uh, I think the learn uh, the the earlier you uh, learn to understand that, yeah. as um, you begin to just go with the flow, or you go with the flow of that. And so, you know, let's talk about some of the pain that you've felt in leadership and talk about some of the things that you've had to navigate and yeah. find God in the middle of. Yeah, I've had some moments of, 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 of um, yeah, significant pain, I suppose. Um, I think, um, you know, when you're a young leader, uh, God gives you a vision. That's why you do what you do. If you yep. haven't got a vision, I don't know why you're doing it. So God gives you a vision. And we talked about that desire in in, in an early episode, we did, and so you're full of desire, you're full of vision, and um, you know, for me, uh, very clearly, remember the moment when I just had this kind of vision of the UK, and I and I saw it like a, the map of the UK, and I saw the cities lighting up, wow. from top to bottom, like left to right, top of north of north of Scotland, all the way down to the south of England, across to Wales, over in Ireland, and I saw these cities light up, and as I saw them light up, I I um, I just felt like that that was what God was saying. This is what I want to do through equippers yep. and, um, and, and, and through my life in some way. And so as a young leader, you think, I'm good to go. Yeah. <laughs> let's <laughs> go. Let's, let's do it. Like, what's not to stop me? And then very quickly you realize, oh, wow, there is a whole journey that God has to take you on. Yeah. And so I think the pain of delay is probably one of the... Um, for me personally, yep. one of the hardest pains I, that I had to learn to deal with yep. was um, you can see something here, but it, but really in the, it is the goodness of God who yep. knows you are nowhere near ready to handle yep. what that comes with. And so he takes you on a journey here. And um, so the pain of seeing something, 
in your heart, yeah. but the delay in the outworking of it can wow. be incredibly painful. Yeah, and I think God in his mercy and his love sometimes uh, holds us back. Yeah. Because we think we're ready. Yeah, of course. I'm ready when you, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, I was stupid. <laughs> uh, but I like, you know, even when it comes to the promised land with the Israelites, the Bible talks about in Deuteronomy that they possessed it little by little. That's right. Bit by bit, um, yeah. Because the beasts of the field were too numerous for them. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like sometimes, you know, we want to occupy spaces <laughs> that um, we couldn't maintain. I often say people want to live in neighborhoods that they they can't afford to maintain. Right. They couldn't even pay the power bill. They can't look after their a, a bedroom, but they yeah. want to live in a mansion. Yeah. And I, I think there's that growing and development mm. that needs to take place. And it, it's almost like God sometimes yeah, goes, hey, you know, right now if I gave that to you, I want to give it to you because yeah. God's not a holdout. but. No. But, you know, he's waiting for us to grow the capacity to be able to handle what he wants to release. Yeah, definitely. So the pain of delay, it would be a significant pain. The, one of the other pains that I, that I have experienced um, is the pain of embarrassment. Oh, wow. So like I, that, that I, I think um, in the season of early ministry, when things weren't going quite as well as I would have liked them to have gone, um, and, I, I, and then actually that season coming to an end and it was right that the season of leading the church in London city at the time came to an end. There was an element of embarrassment. Yeah. And I remember not wanting to really talk about that journey, not wanting to share about it, not wanting to think about it, to be honest, just like what's next. Yeah. Let's just go do something like better. Yeah. And I I heard Joyce Meyer say one day, you've got to make uh, peace with your past or peace with your pain. That's great. And it yeah. was a real revelation moment. And I'm mm. and I remember preaching about it one day and in front of the group of people that I had led for a period of time, yeah. and just saying and just saying to them, you know, there was a while while I I felt embarrassed about what happened, but I've made peace with it now. Yeah, I recognize it's part of my journey. It's helped form me who I am. It was painful at the time, but I'm no longer. I had to make a decision to say I'm no longer embarrassed. Right. about that part of the journey, that's how it happened. And yep. I'll never change it. <laughs> so yep. there's no point in being embarrassed <laughs> yeah. about it. That's but it true. was definitely painful, man. That was yep. hard. Yeah, when things don't go the way you thought they'd go. Yep. Or you, you, and naturally, we're making faith declarations as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then what we've spoken, you know, our reality is removed from that. Yes. It can be like, it can get you on the inside. Oh, yeah. Like I'm sure we've all run events and that we thought going to be massive and huge. I need to have a few people show up, and it's like, oh, that sick feeling in your, oh, man. In, in your stomach. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know a leader who hasn't experienced that on some level. It's just like, oh. Well, I, I think it's a qualifier for leadership. If you haven't run an event that is absolutely tanked, I'm not sure you've yet qualified <laughs> as a leader. I, uh, I have one event in mind. Uh, we were on a university campus, and we were running a young adult ministry, and um, man, we gave everything, right? And we had the band there and we'd printed these little flyers. No, little, um, uh, well, we had printed flyers, but we'd also printed like little dis- um, frisbees. Oh, and wow. it had the name of the ministry on it and the website. And we had like hundreds of these, probably thousands, I don't yeah. know. And like we all went out, you know, we went for it. And this, this is cringe, man. <laughs> I remember no one came. Oh, wow. <laughs> like not even one. <laughs> and uh, man, I thought, that was a sick 
feeling in yeah. the gut of uh, my tummy. I remember that one. Really oh, well. especially <laughs> if you spent money and you've rallied team and you pre- yeah. I think I think there's numerous occasions. I lo- I like this this saying or this equation: um, mistakes plus time equals humor. <laughs> yeah, that's totally, that's totally true. It's like because it wasn't funny at the time. Uh, no, it, it needs to, you need time before it actually becomes funny. Yeah, that's right. But uh, you know, it helps me in the time of that feeling to go. Hey, I just need to give a bit of time, and I'll be laughing about this. Some, yeah, <laughs> at some stage, and uh, you know, there's many events from youth, from you know, initiatives. So I was going, what was I thinking doing that? And uh, it didn't. We didn't get the result it didn't work no. um but yet yeah, god was using that somehow to form something in me in terms of what i'm putting my dependence and trust in absolutely and so yeah that's you know tell us a little bit about how god used some of those um those failures can i put it that or yeah, those things yeah. um to form yeah. uh, your leadership I mean, I think there's a number of things that happen through stuff like that. On a, on a very basic level, I think as a younger leader, um, like most younger leaders, I had pride, yeah. you know, and I thought I'm going to do it and I'm going to make it happen. And you probably know what yeah. it's like as a younger leader. Sometimes yeah. as a younger leader, you have more mature people who recognize the gift and the call on your life and they speak positively about it. And, and actually, we sometimes take that to our heads. Yeah. And so I can definitely recognize seasons where it's like, the truth was that there was pride and, yeah. and, and it's like, well, God's like, well, I'm not going to entrust anything great to you while yeah. you think it's all you. So actually, he does expose us to our vulnerabilities and, yeah. and say, hey, you know, you're really not that great <laughs> by yourself. Yeah. Um, but then equally, I think um, he uses those opportunities to say he's a loving God and his arms are open. And when we come to him and say, man, what happened? You know, yeah. he's so I've, I've just I've just always found God to be so kind, like he's never, yeah. never harsh. And you fail in a moment like that. But actually, you can bring it to him and he just gently starts to lead you forward and yeah. put hope back in your heart again and resilience and bounce back and all those things. And yeah. Yeah, I think I think there's a big uh, a big thing in leadership, and you talked about operating from that spirit of rest, mm. uh, and where you get to a place where you go, I'm leaving, I'm going to work hard, but I'm going to leave the results to you. Yeah, like uh, I think there's a big thing in coming to that place of surrender again. Oh, man, yeah, where you go, unless God builds a house, yeah, we're laboring in vain. Mm. And I thought over many years, sometimes I was thinking, I'm building the house. Yeah. But I've found whatever you build, you have to protect. But if God builds it, the promise of one t- uh, Psalm one twenty seven is He protects it as well. Yeah. And just coming to that place of rest in yourself yeah. that you you know I can't make this yeah. happen. Yeah. 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 And actually, the children of Israel, if you think about it, like there was a fight for rest. Yeah. Like the, the the land. In fact, Hebrews talks about the land of rest that was prepared for them and for us. And so, for them, it was a physical land. For us, there is a place of of living as a Christian, as a human being, as a mm. leader of rest. But I've discovered there's a fight to get into the place of rest. Yeah, that's a great. Thought. <laughs> because there's a lot of people. There's a lot of things trying to take you out of it. Worry, fear, people's opinions. I think one mm. of the things. Uh, one of the pain points I've had to deal with is I didn't think I was a people pleaser, 
but that I've learned yeah. actually sometimes I've cared too much about the opinions wow. of other people and other leaders. Yeah. And so there's a definitely a fight yeah. to get into the place of the rest. And sometimes there's a fight to stay there. But man, when you're there, yeah. what a great place to lead from. What a great place to do life from yeah. when you're actually rested. That, that's, that's so good. Yeah, that's so good because you know our greatest fight is the fight of faith. Mm-hmm. Is, is just that fight to believe. It's the only fight really. Yeah. 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 It's, it's just that belief. I like that thought of rest. And there's a, a law called the law of reverse effort. I don't know if you've ever heard of that before. It's when you expend a whole lot of energy, but you get limited results. Right. But then on the other hand, there's times where you don't expend as much energy, but you get greater results. Yeah. It's a little bit like <laughs> you're in a crowd and you see somebody you know, you know really well, but you can't think of their name. Mm-hmm. And the harder you try and think of their name, yeah, the less likely. <laughs> yeah, <for sure. laughs> and, and that can be awkward as a pastor because, you know, sometimes you're going, I know you, you know, I know you so, so well. But, but yeah, and, you you know, you don't want to go, what's your name? Because they're going, oh, that, you know, I thought they valued me. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah but, but I think everybody's been in that place. Yeah. But it's almost like the harder you try, the less likely you are. And then you go home uh, that night, you relax on the couch, and then their name comes Boom. into your mind. That's it. It's like, and, and people would say it's because the information you need is actually stored in your subconscious. And why your conscious mind is actually trying to think of the oh, name, wow. you your it. subconscious actually checks out Wow! and says, I'll let them do it. It's like an exam. You ever been in an exam and you know the answer and you're going, I know this, I know this, but you can't think of it. For sure. And because the information is stored somewhere else. And I think, you know, even when it comes to sport, when it comes to, you know, many different things, we actually perform better when we're relaxed. Yeah. And in that place of rest and, and, and ease. It's not to say we, we don't work hard, no. but there's not that element of striving. And I, th- I feel like if I'm striving for something, you know, that's when, <laughs> you know, sometimes <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm further away. <laughs> from where I want to be. Yeah, from where I want to be. Yeah, yeah, you found that? Oh, for sure. I mean, actually, you know, we just had an amazing um, Sunday and um uh but we've been on holiday for a couple of weeks and so uh you know you think to yourself i've been on holiday for a couple of weeks and so therefore you got to come in and work something up or make something happen but actually because we we were were relaxed because we've been on holiday we kind of came in onto sunday and um it was like oh man like god just showed up in this most amazing amazing way but uh it's amazing that it happened it was actually like a bank holiday weekend the end of summer like expectation could be pretty low but actually because I think we were relaxed. It was just like God turned up. Yeah. And I can't think of like how many times I've tried to work something up, make something happen, push something. And it's like you sit down and you, you feel exhausted and you feel frustrated. Mm-hmm. But when you relax, whether it's in your preaching or in your leading, just doing life, it's like the favor of God seems to flow more freely would be maybe one way of putting it. You just mm-hmm. seem to feel the ease of God with you yeah, and what you do. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think we need to put a proviso on that. Um, being relaxed is not being lazy. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, but it's being relaxed in who you are, who God's called you to be. It's being yeah. re- relaxed in your gift, but relaxed or not being relaxed in the fact that in your preparation as well. Yeah. Yeah, that you have what you uh, you need 
yes for the moment that you need it yeah <laughs> yeah i like something that you've said many occasions is um actually uh we have what we need for today to do the will of god yeah and I, that's helped me many times because there's many times i've my, you know am i striving here to make something happen but to go no no actually by faith right now i have everything i need to Correct. do what i'm called to do and then it puts you at rest yeah. So I think rest is definitely not lazy. Rest is a place of faith yep. in knowing that God is present. Great. He loves his church more than we do. Yeah. <laughs> he wants people. That's a big thing to remember. <laughs> yeah. That relaxes me. Like yep. when I when I when I come in on a Sunday or whatever into a busy season to be able to go God is more interested in this season than I am. I can go. Yep. Ooh. Yeah. Wait I th- off. I I think that's a big thing is yeah, God's for this. Yeah. Big time. Uh, God's for his church. You know, he's backing this and uh, he's more interested in it than I am. I, I you know, I found that very helpful yeah. over many years. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about leadership pain, weren't we? Like um like pain moments in our journey. One of the other uh pain um things I've had to learn to deal with is um in the whole area of ambiguity. Yeah. Like when things are not here, they're not at A anymore, but they're not at B either. They're somewhere in between. And I think as a younger leader, they're at Z. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're like I don't know where they are, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're not where I want them yeah. to be. Um, I think again, as a younger leader, stressing, striving to lock it in, have it all ordered, have it all organized. I think you know, just uh, you know, been I say you know, twenty years later, uh, getting to know God better, I'm becoming more comfortable in seasons of ambiguity, where I know the past is the past and i know we're not yet where we want to be yeah and and i'm not quite sure what's happening but i'm trusting god that it's going to be okay and that can be very i think ambiguity can be very painful for people if they yeah. don't know how to handle it and yeah. walk through it especially you know uh, there's a control freak that lives on the inside of each sure. and every one of us we can yeah. p- appear calm and relaxed on the outside yeah but there's this little mini me <laughs> yeah, 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 on the yeah. inside which wants certainty yes which wants you know the details yeah you know but i i think of you know when it comes to faith you know and like abraham father of faith you know, the Bible says, and I take I take heart in this because some leaders, um, you know, give off the illusion that they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. But I've found <laughs> those, <laughs> it's an illusion. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's an illusion, uh, especially when it comes to this faith walk because, you know, I take heart that Abraham left his country, left his father's house. He knew he had an inheritance, but he left not knowing where he was going. Amazing. That's what Hebrews tells us. And, you know, there's times where I'm going, I don't know where I'm going. I know we've got an inheritance over here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the leader who who tells everyone they know where they're going, I think sometimes they're just making (laughs) Making it up. (laughs) (laughs) And making it up. You know, you know you've got an inheritance. Yeah. He knew he was going to be the father of many nations, yeah. but he had to go on the journey of trusting God with every step. Yes. And I just love the thought that the more mature you are as a believer, you can actually handle mystery. Yes. Immaturity requires definition of everything. Yes. And I think, you know, people can even come into teams and they want everything defined. Yeah. You know, I want my role defined. I often say to our team, we're flexible when it comes to position. Mm. we're flexible we've got clarity of vision we know where we're you know where our end goal is sure. we've got that but we can be flexible in posi- uh, position P- 
people want their position sometimes too defined, and that's simply because they're leading from position rather than actually from an authentic place of vision. And so, yeah, that ambiguity thing yeah. I, I witness with. Yeah, yeah. I, I witness with big time <laughs> because there's a lot of, even in my world right now, there's a lot of ambiguity. Yeah. And yeah. I challenge to say um, in leadership, there's always loose ends. Yeah, there is. And if we try to tie them down, I think we're just, man, we're shooting ourselves in the foot. You know, you talked about mystery. You either hate mystery or you can learn to love mystery. Yeah. And I think there's actually something quite beautiful about what God does in mystery. Come on. I think it draws us closer to him. He, 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 he bit by bit reveals what he's doing. He brings, and when the pieces come together, it's just so much better than yeah. we could have done it ourselves. And like, you know, last couple of episodes, we've talked about some things we've done in this part of the world in Europe yeah. where we couldn't have made it happen ourselves. And there was mystery around it. There was yeah. uncertainty, but because we, we submitted to what we felt God was doing, even though the pieces weren't there, I think the outcome is so much better yeah. when we go through a season of ambiguity than when it's like, we know where we're going. As you say, some yeah. leaders are like, this is where we're going. This is what it looks like. This is how we're going to get here. And here's how, this is how long it's going to take. Yeah. I just got to say that's never been my experience. Well, I find when you go to a movie, uh, good movies, uh, when you don't want know how it's all going to come together. Ah, uh, Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. If it's predictable, you tune out. That's right. And I think many, uh, you know, the world has tuned out of many Christians' life <laughs> because wow. it's so predictable. Wow. The reason why people hang in right to the end is because, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the plot all comes together in the wow. end. He works all things together for his good. And That's they're the good thought. movies. They're the yeah. movies that, that, that in the end people go, wow, yeah. that was incredible. And I think God does that with our life. Yeah. to get the attention of the world around us and to say, hey, they're not that good, but they do serve somebody who is yeah. good. And so, you know, if you're a leader out there, I really challenge you, you know, to embrace ambiguity and uh, to keep your trust firmly in Jesus. He is working things for, sure. for your good. Well, this is Off Script. I'm Sam Mung. I've been joined with Mark Collard and, uh, you know, he's been a blessing. If this has helped in any way, please do share, like, and uh, we'd love to see you again on the next uh, next episode of Off Script. Thanks for listening to Off Script with Sam Monk. If you found this podcast helpful, make sure you pass it on. We love your feedback, so drop us a line about what topics you'd like to hear about on Off Script with Sam Monk.